Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility as someone who lives for politics when a major scandal unfolds it was shocking i have to know what were they thinking backroom deals huge amounts of money cia secrets sets off a firestorm in washington affairs no way this guy's got a mistress corruption i knew i was a dead man warning it's even messier than you thought united states of scandal with jake tapper sunday at nine on cnn Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Of course, BetMGM reconfigured app, so you want to get involved in-game. It's very efficient. The king of sports books. Make sure you go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. If you're in Vegas, stop by any MGM property. You're ready to go within minutes. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue, we welcome you back. Hope you're having a nice weekend. He's Michael Lombardi in the office today. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. So you and I were discussing, Michael, for our Nesson audience here. New England opened at most shops one. We've gone through zero. Vegas, late window today, is now lane two. Let's start here. There's so much to unpack with this matchup. The coordinator battle. Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham. You said, quote, there is intimate knowledge on both sides in every facet of the game. Every coach on each side of the field has been trained and developed in some aspects of the New England system. You see it there? Let's run with that. Well, I think, look, you know, when they call when they call a certain protection, it's the same protection they're calling in Las Vegas that they call in New England. When they call a different check, you know, check to this. They call it a blitz, you know, run Cobra. You know, it's all the same language. It's all the same terminology. And so when you play against a team that, that is basically so familiar with one another, you have to kind of use dummy calls, change your, change your calls, kind of not alert people. You know, when you go when they go trio or they, they make a call, you know, uh, the mic points, it, it all signals to the team that knows what's going on. That, that the other team, because it's like having an inter-squad scrimmage, right? It's like practicing against one another. Even though they run different style of offense, the terminology is the same. So that that's where you get the breakdown. That's where you get it. I think this line has moved 
because of Darren Waller coming back, because of Hunter Renfro coming back. I mean, the Raiders have been a really a two-player offense, and they've been good at it. Josh Jacobs has been sensational. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's going to be one of the first backs to gain – you know, they're going to have a back that gained 1,500 yards and a receiver in Devontae Adams to gain 1,500 yards. That's hard to do. There's only four players, four teams that have had that in the National Football League. So now they get Waller back. They haven't had Waller all year. I mean, I was at a practice when they practiced, when they practiced against the Patriots, and, you know, Waller was hurt then. And so with the same hamstring. And Renfro hasn't really been the Renfro that we saw with the 81 Kenches last year, but they come back. So it gives them a little bit more versatility. And... This game's going to come down to, you know, the, the, the fact is, can Carr make a few pl- make the plays in the red zone that he's going to need to make because the Patriots are a very good red zone team? And can this Raider defense stop, even though this, the Patriot offense isn't great, can they stop the run game? Because the Patriots need their run game to get going. They may not have Stevenson today. They're definitely not going to have Damian Harris. So this means Pierre Strong who had a nice run last week. They're going to have to run him in, and they're going to have to win the line of scrimmage against this Patriot offensive line, which hasn't played well. Pupil versus the mentor. That is going to be a theme on the broadcast today, no doubt. Josh McDaniels is 1-0 and against his former mentor. Now, that win came back in 2009, so not a ton we can do with that here. <laughs> Seven and six, the New England Patriots, Michael, lingering for a postseason bid. But most handicappers point to the fact that they've come. Their, their seven wins have come against Mitchell Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, Colt McCoy, Zach Wilson twice. So a lot of doubters with this New England team and doubters in the market as Vegas is a two-point favorite, two and a half at one book. Yeah, I mean, when they played against a good offense like Minnesota, they gave up 300 yards passing. You know, they played against Detroit. Now, you know, they shut Detroit out. You know, people kind of – but Detroit turned the ball over. I think Detroit was oh, – didn't convert a third down in that game. But what Detroit did was they couldn't convert fourth downs in that game either. You know, and they've been able – look, New England can find ways to win game in three dimensions. They do it in the kicking game. They do it with their offense. They do it sometimes with their defense. But where they've really stalled this season is they're the worst red zone team in all of football. No one practices the red zone more than they do. And since their bye week, since the, you know we, they've kind of gotten – remember the Bear game? They turned it over four times. And, you know, it was, was Zappy going to play? Who's not going to play? You know, they've only turned the ball over three times in all those games. And one of them last week was against the Cardinals when the ball got tipped straight up in the air. So they've done a better job of protecting the football. But other than they haven't really run the football effectively in the last four weeks. I mean, they ran for 103 yards, but I would not say they ran the ball well against Arizona. They have struggled to run the ball. The last best run game they had was against the Jets back in Week 8. You know, And when they played even Cleveland, that they had a touchdown run, they didn't run the ball well in that game either. So they need to get their running game going. There was a period early in the season where they were running the ball effectively. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Green Bay, Detroit, they ran it really well. But since then, they haven't. And they haven't had – they have not had a 21st down game 20 first downs in a game. They haven't had one since the Cleveland Brown game. So I think all these factors are laying into why they're being why the line is moving away. And also when you start to doubt the Raiders, of course the heartbreak in Los Angeles on Thursday night, but when you start to doubt the Raiders, they go to Denver and win, they go to Seattle and win, they beat the Chargers. Remember, that's when they were at their low when they went on that three-game streak. So it's very interesting here. 
as far as them laying two and a half. I'm looking right now. The Raiders well, laying look, two the, and a half. The Raiders, the Raiders have played hard. All this nonsense that Mark Davis is unhappy with the Raiders. I mean, I heard somebody on our network say that's ridiculous. Like that's not even close to being true, you know. And the reality of it is, is is that the Raiders have, have missed a lot of drafts. The the league yesterday put out a memorandum at the owners' meeting the other day where the, they have spent there's eight hundred million dollars that have gone a, that that are on the books in salaries to coaches and executives because the owners have no patience eight hundred million almost a billion dollars that has wow. gone away which tells you how rich these owners are to give away that kind of money back at when I first got started in the league nobody was going to fight coaches were going to get time now there's this because the league's so wealthy they're not getting any time. And, you know, I mean, they want to fire Josh McDaniels. Did anybody look at Kyle Shanahan's first year in San Francisco? How do you think he got Joey Bosa? You know, you think he walked in? Now they say, well, the Raiders were a playoff team last year. Time out. It's a little bit like Minnesota. They're going to be a playoff team this year. You think if, you think they got a chance to win 12 games again next year? You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you're a playoff team by by fortunate, not not necessarily by your talent base. So, I think the Raiders will play really hard today. I think they've got to protect the ball. I think Carr's got to play at a high level. He can't turn down Devontae Adams for a first down and a touchdown and and pass it up. He can't make those mistakes, and I think ultimately that's what's happened to the Raiders. They've they've not executed when they've needed to execute at the most opportune times. Well, when McDaniels and the OC there, Mick Lombardi, came into camp and looked at the Raiders roster, they saw Devontae Adams, they saw Josh Jacobs, and they saw Carr. But the two important pieces, the big-time pieces, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, they've been so banged up. They're never healthy. However, they are active today. Will they be on a pitch count? We shall see. I don't think that so. That changes I, the I don't think so. Okay. I, I think Waller. I think Waller's going to play. I think Waller's going to be a key part of the game. I think he has to be. I mean, look, this Waller kid is sensational when he's on the field. Now, he hasn't been on the field. The last two years, he's missed games. You know, his durability has not been great. But when he's out there, I mean, he's only played in five games. He started four, you know, and he only has 16 catches on the year. He just has one touchdown. He had a huge drop against Tennessee that could have won the game for him in that game. But this is a rare athlete now. This is a rare athlete. I know he's 30 years old, but he's a rare, he's got rare speed. And he's going to be a problem for the. He's going to be a problem for New England because if they want to try to double Devontae, now they didn't double Jet. Jet Justin Jefferson all the time, right? Remember, you got him, I got him, nobody's got him. Remember that coverage that day? You know, so they didn't double him all the time there. So they'll pick their spots. But the problem they're going to have is trying to cover Waller if Waller's playing at a high level. That's going to be the real issue. And then how do they hold up in the run game? You know, can they hold up in the run game against Nickel? Buffalo. Buffalo went, when Buffalo saw the safeties on the field playing linebacker, they went run. They ran the ball. When Buffalo saw the linebackers, when they saw Bentley and McMillan, they threw it. They took advantage of it, and I think you'll see a little bit of that today. That the, the running game is always cause and effect by what you're in. Last night was the perfect example. It was never mentioned, but the reason Miami was having such success is because Buffalo was never going to go to a base defense against Miami. They were never going to get caught that way. So they, they were trying to figure out how to gap control it by their nickel. So they were going to stay in nickel. They were never going to allow that. They, they, didn't, want, they didn't want to take any chances with Tyreek Hill getting beat over the top. 
May may I ask you how you feel personally? The historical layers and ironies that run through <laughs> well, this matchup. I, you, uh, come on. <laughs> the Raiders and the Patriots. Belichick, your son's the OC. The talk, I mean, there's just so the much game, going on here for Carl you. Carl Pagnelli. It all comes back. I mean, look, I'll be rooting for the Raiders. There's no denying that. I mean, I love the Patriots, and I'm so grateful to the Patriot organization and Coach Belichick. I've won two Super Bowls with them. So I mean, but at, you know, I'm I got to root for the my blood, but. It'll be a fun game to watch. Uh, you know, typical Russo. Like, how could he do this to me on Sunday, right? He takes the Raiders. Like, and so he knows I have to root for him, you know? Like, he knows I have to root for him. That was that to me, is a, when he does that, it's a low blow. It really is. <laughs> a little bit. He's playing, he's toying with your emotions, Chris Russo. He does. He does. He loves it. I, you know, he loves it, you know. And then look, he seems to be on the right side now. You know, we post numbers in that in that in that thing on on Friday. We get the numbers now. You know, now if he took the Raiders, he should be laying two and a half. He's not. He got to pick them at that point. Just like I got the Lions, I'm laying a point, and now I I should be getting two and a half. You know, it's funny how this works, right? Feel for the flow of New England and Vegas. The total is 44 and a half, 45. You, do you have a feel for the flow of this? I game think both teams betters. will move the ball. I think both teams will move. I, I look, I look, the Raiders defense has struggled now that, you know, let's face it, Max Crosby's great. Chandler Jones is playing better. They've gotten more help inside, but they're not a great, they can't cover very well. I mean, they're going to have to, I think both teams can move the football. I think both teams can move the ball, but both teams. And this is why I think you have to be careful you're playing the O. Both teams are not very good red zone offense. Michael Lombardi heard some buzz around the Sharps when it comes to Atlanta starting Ritter today in New Orleans. We'll get to that coming up, but we'll keep it in family when we come back. Of course, one Lombardi with the Raiders, another Lombardi, Matt, with Carolina. Carolina is hosting Pittsburgh today. When we come back, we finally have an answer at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'll just say this, Steelers fans, you might want to plug your ears, okay? And then we've got to get to another quarterback in in Denver, Mr. Rippin. Wilson is out. We continue. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's the Sports Betting Network. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. 
so much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi line. Of course, Express Bet, First Bet. You get 10 bucks instantly when you sign up right now, plus a $200 deposit match bonus when you use the code HORSE22. Go to vcin.com slash horses for more details. That's vcin.com slash horses for more details. Okay, we've got Thomas Gable. By the way, his plays are up over at vcin.com slash subscribe for pros. Thomas Gable with his college basketball plays today. He's coming up in about nine minutes. Let's do this. Let's get to the board and run some of these games because we have some questions and now answers at quarterback. Pittsburgh looks like they are going to go Trubisky down in Carolina. Carolina's still alive for a postseason bid here, Michael, and they're laying two and a half hosting Pittsburgh. So I think Carolina felt like it was going to be Rudolph. I felt it was going to be Rudolph. Maybe it was – I mean, even Deontay Johnson said thought it wanted, he wanted it to be Rudolph, you know? Yeah. And so, and look, I will say this, you know, Trubisky last week had two really bad interceptions in the middle of the field, but for a guy that probably didn't practice very much, he came in there and played pretty well against Baltimore. He did. He threw the ball effectively. He made some really great deep throw throws to Pickens. You know, he got him back down the field for the touchdown and, you know, he, he, he just turned the ball over, which, you know, he could do. And against Carolina, that the Carolina's, that's where they make their living. They got to be able to turn the ball over and create pressure with their defense, create pressure with their front four. So I'm surprised he went back to him. I really am. I thought he would go to Rudolph, but Rudolph is one of those players that we see from college that doesn't have great anticipation with the throws. Kind of holds the ball too long, and maybe that you know maybe Mike feels like this will just give him the best chance. I think he's going to try to run the ball. Hopefully, keep the game close. Stop. Carolina from run the ball and two quarterbacks Donald and and MVP Mitch that are prone to turnovers see which one turns it over and again there could be a late second change uh, maybe it is Mason Rudolph but like you and I are just reporting what we're hearing and what yeah. we're hearing is it's going we to haven't be seen Trubisky. it on our board and our board is usually very accurate that's what I'm. That's why I'm kind of throwing out the caution, just kind of like with the weather. All we do is report what the weathercasters are telling us. With this one, we're just reporting that, you know, people close to the team are hearing it's going to be Trubisky. So that's Pittsburgh at Carolina. There's plenty of plenty to get to. So let me keep it going here. How about Kansas City? Kansas City's laying a big price on the road at Houston, fourteen and a half. Michael, 
Yeah, well, I mean, that went up. It was 14, and I've seen some 15s out there too. You know, no Damian Pierce, no Brandon Cooks, no uh, no Nico Collins, no Stingley for Houston. I mean, they're, you know, and they're going to run. It's one thing to surprise Dallas with this Davis Mills, you know, Driscoll run game offense, move it back and forth. It's another thing when a team has some time to prepare for it. And Kansas City's going to play man to man. They're going to rush. The, they're going to get after the Houston offensive line. And I don't know how Houston's going to be able to slow down Kansas City playing zone, playing Tampa two, playing two. I, I think this is a hard, hard game for. I almost gave Kansas City to Bill AD as one of my picks today because I like Kansas City. I think they'll. I think they'll really come out and play well, especially coming off that bitter that even though they didn't lose to Denver, I think Mahomes kind of felt like he didn't play well enough. They need to put four quarters together. Look, Mahomes and Allen, you know, have been prone to make mistakes at some point in the game. They have not played flawless at at, at, at times, and Mahomes now. Based on that last week, you know, a lot of people think Hertz is going to be the MVP because of the way Mahomes played in, in Denver. Hertz is a favorite in the market. There's no doubt the trends point to Houston catching 14 and a half today. Double digit home underdogs are eight and ten outright over the past two seasons. They're 13 and five ATS. Double digit home dogs, 13 and five ATS the last two seasons. They're two and one outright this year and three and zero ATS. Good job, Elliot, with that. Before we get to the next game, Quinnen Williams is officially out for the Jets. That's big yeah. for them up front. It's huge. It's like feet of A being out for Tampa. I mean, when you lose a dominant inside defensive tackle who can rush the passer, you know, against a team that, it, you know, Detroit's weakness in their offensive line is inside. And, it, and that pressure that affects golf the most comes from inside. So, you know, this is going to be an interesting uh, uh, way how they work around it. I mean, this is a tough injury. You kind of knew he wasn't going to play. Same thing with Vita Vey. I mean, Cincinnati can run the ball. Cincinnati's offensive line is playing much better than they have earlier in the season. So that will be a big difference in the game too. Going back to Kansas City, sure. Houston, uh, my line on that game was four was four point fourteen point three. The line came in at fourteen, so there's really no wiggle. But I will say this: you know, the game codes are just so dramatically different that I would lean towards Kansas City. Okay, great information there. Now uh, let's get to Tennessee at the Chargers again. Quinn and Williams yeah. out. Just wanted to make sure one and a half on the, that number with the Jets laying it. Actually, a book just went to one. So. Maybe hearing the news as well. So Tennessee at the Chargers. If you want to bet the Chargers, you can find two and a half. If you want to bet Tennessee on the road, you can find a three. Let's get your cap. Well, I mean, look, Tennessee the last couple of weeks, this matchup really doesn't favor Tennessee at all because to beat Tennessee, you have to say we don't want to run the ball. You've got to say, we're done. We don't want to run the ball. We're going to throw this thing, and we're going to take advantage of their uh, – we'll run to keep it off balance. We'll throw some bubbles, screens, but we're going to throw the ball for the most part because if we can protect you, there's so many plays to make against the secondary. But this is a game where I think I think Vrabel kind of finds a way to get control of it because what's the area of weakness for Tennessee? Can't cover. What's the area of weakness for the Chargers? Can't play run defense. One team can throw it, that's the Chargers. One team can run it, that's the Titans. So this is a little bit like a game where both teams' strengths match up against the other team's weakness perfectly. And it gives you an opportunity. So I think if Tennessee's going to win this game, if you take Tennessee in this game, you're saying to yourself, and the line is uh, the line's three, is it still three, Patrick? It's two and a half at some shops, Michael. It's three at others. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like it would go to two and a half because I think that's the Vrabel, that's the Vrabel tax, that people are betting the Vrabel tax. If you're saying Tennessee's going to win, you're saying they're going to control the ball 38 minutes, they're going to run it, they're going to be more physical than, than Los Angeles, and they're going to make enough plays from their defensive front. They're going to rush four. They're going to rush four against Herbert and take away Mike Williams from making a big play. I think Tennessee's a really strong play here. I really do. I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense based on the way the Chargers looked last week, but these are the kind of games that the Chargers have find a way to not play well in. Vrabel's got the motivation sitting right in front of him. The Titans have now lost three games in a row straight up and ATS playing poorly. You think that Vrabel can do something with that. By the way, good stat from Elliott. The Chargers are 0-3 ATS their past three games, home games as a favorite. How about this? They're 13-24-1 ATS as a home favorite since moving to Los Angeles. What does that tell you? What we already knew. Absolutely no home field advantage here. None. None. And, and I don't know if there'll be Tennessee fans there too, but look, you're going to have to stop Henry. Right, Tennessee turned the ball over four times, kind of, and almost they did it really without Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville, Josh Allen made a great play. Uh, Walker made a great play stripping uh, Tannehill. But I, I got the sense that this is one of those where Tennessee has to regroup and gain their season. They're still going to win the South. I mean, who's going to challenge them in the South? No one. Uh, but I think to me, this is one of those games where, okay, everybody wants to throw the ball. Philly threw the ball on us. Jacksonville did throw the ball on them, but when you watch the tape, there were a lot of throws. You know, her, uh, uh, Lawrence breaks the pocket. Zay Jones makes it. It's almost going to be an interception. Zay Jones gets it for a touchdown. I think that's a little misleading. I think Tennessee plays well today. One more game, and we will have hit them all. Okay, so great job, Michael Lombardi, Elliott as well. Let's do it. If you're watching this game today, God bless you. Arizona at Denver, Colt oh, McCoy, and Mr. Rippon. What a disgusting game. Let's go to, well, actually, you know, most shops are showing one and a half with Denver laying it at home. I mean, this is a game where, you know, both quarterbacks – I like Colt McCoy better than Rippon, right? But I think what, what, what the book's saying to you is Denver's defense is better than, than – is the strength of this game. And we know the under is, I think, what, it's at 39, 37. It's down to 37. Both teams yep. can't really move the football. Both teams are not great running the football. I like Arizona here. If you're going to give me points with Colt McCoy, I'll take the better quarterback in the game. But at the end of the day, it's Denver's defense which is driving this. It's really driving it. And I, I give credit for anybody who wants to sit and watch it. Two backup quarterbacks. We went from Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Both of those guys I had in my bottom five quarterbacks most of you know for the second half of the season. So it wasn't like we were getting an elite quarterback matchup. But one thing with McCoy gives the Cardinals is he gives them some rhythm to their passing, and they can't pass protect. But D.J. Jones is out for Denver. That's a huge out. I mean, he gives them pressure inside. That'll help. That'll help Arizona move the football. Look, I think everybody knows Arizona's going to make a bunch of changes. There's a lot of dysfunction within that building, and a lot of it stems from the, the general manager who's now taking a leave of absence for health reason. A lot of it stems from the decision to get Kyler Murray extended. They, now they say he's going to be back in six months. Okay, great. I buy that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's just a quick healer as an ACL guy. Come on, seriously. Can we get a number on who's going to have a more dramatic offseason, the Cardinals or the Broncos? Because both have a lot to figure out this offseason, no? Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a, pay it, they'll, they'll be in the news quite a bit. They will be in the news quite a bit. Probably be in the news starting after the right after the end of the season. And you know, like I said earlier in the show, you know, the owners are talking about 800 million dollars of money that's going out based on firing people after so quickly. At some point, you got to decide how you want to build your franchise and how you want to gain alignment. 
Both of these teams need to figure that out. $800 million, that's couch change for the NFL. Yeah. No doubt about that. The league continues to be an absolute monster. 2-0 Argentina up on France. We're coming back with Thomas Gable from Behind the Book. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line. Brent Musburger, you heard the voice. He's coming up next with Countdown to Kickoff. Remember, when you become a VSIN pro, you get our tools, our betting tools, to make you a more sophisticated better. By far the most popular betting tool is the betting splits. Michael and I are constantly referring to these betting splits, where ours are updated over at VSIN.com every 10 minutes directly from DraftKings. Find out where the money's going, not just for today, but future events. Go to vsun.com slash subscribe to become a vsun pro. Okay, coming up in 15, we're going to run the board and also get Michael Lombardi's official plays week 15 on this Sunday. Right now, we head out to the Borgata and say hi to Thomas Gable, our partner who runs the race and sports book in Atlantic City at the Borgata. We say hi to TG. A little liability on Argentina here, and you want another goal because this closed two as far as the total at the World Cup, and we're sitting 2-0 Argentina right now, correct? Yeah, we'd like one more goal here, and uh, that would be a good result for us. But, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, Argentina in command, and uh book is filled with, uh, with Messi fans. And let me ask you a question, Patrick, out of all the goals for the Messi has scored this world cup, how many have come on penalty kicks? I think it's three. Mikhail, you can check that out, but he's taken all the PKs for Argentina. He missed one early. He missed his first penalty kick early. And I think he's converted on the last three. So I think he's attempted four, but he's going to win the golden boot for the highest score. Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's uh I'm no. sure there was some liability there in the market for him as the top goal scorer at the tournament as well. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 been, it's been a wonderful event. It concludes the month-long World Cup today. By the way, I've got three plays from Thomas Gable, Michael Lombardi, in college basketball mm-hmm. today. At the end of the segment, we'll give out one, and then VEASAN pros can go get the other two over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Yesterday, how'd you turn out with Indianapolis covering? <laughs> um. The game we ended up doing okay on the first two games of the day, including that that uh, Colts game, and uh, obviously we had a lot of Vikings uh, money there. And I think the book was pretty full for that game, and I, people obviously lost interest there in the after the first half. And then slowly you started hearing the rumblings, and uh, uh, people who maybe weren't watching that closely started paying uh, closer attention and. Uh, obviously the Vikings come back and uh, looking at the, uh, I mean, if you were betting that live, I mean, we, we actually ended up losing a little bit on the, uh, on the live betting on that game. And I think the biggest payout that I saw was, wasn't too, too bad. I mean, I think somebody got the Vikings when you could get them at 10 to one or uh, around 10 to one, 11 to one, somewhere in there, I jumped in a lot later than I guess at the peak, but uh uh, what a victory for the Vikings and uh, what a collapse for the Colts. You know, didn't it feel like that the that the the, the Vikings were going to score a touchdown? I, I kind of felt I like in overtime they I were going to score a touchdown and cover. I, I kind of felt like that was where it was going. It was just so, you know, unrealistic. It was so unbelievable, should I say. Not unbelievable. I mean, you know, when you really consider that they're snapping the ball with 18 and 20 seconds on the play clock. I mean, seriously. Like, who's coaching over there? Like, right. what are they doing? Right. 
can, uh, yeah, yeah, it really uh, makes you makes you wonder. And uh, but again, I mean, that's the bed they made, so they have to lie in it at this point. Yeah, yeah an improbable comeback, the biggest in the history of the NFL. So we now move to today. Let's just start here. Liability. Where do you have it? Uh, so right now, I think. Uh, the the Falcon Saints are probably going to be a, a, a <laughs> decent sized liability on that one. Uh, people are betting that the Saints uh, it's up to four and a half here, so uh, that game was going to be some liability. The Lions and Jets obviously very heavily bet game, uh, a lot of interest in that locally, uh, but pretty even. Well, take account pretty even money. The Jets are one and a half point favorites here uh, with. Uh, Wilson back at quarterback, so we'll, we'll see how he does. Obviously, the Lions have been hot lately, uh, but um, very even ticket count there and, and money as well. And then, of course, the, the Eagles and Bears game. The, the Bears have been taking some money, some bigger money, but uh, obviously the ticket count uh, favors the Eagles quite a bit. But that game is now at eight and a half, and I, I think you know some people are obviously saying this could be a look-ahead spot here. Uh, for the Eagles and uh, potentially are taking the Bears there. They think that the uh, Eagles might not be able to cover this number if it, if it is a look-ahead spot. Obviously, they have Dallas next week. Uh, but, Mike, I'm interested in your take here on the Bears. They're the worst record in the NFC. Uh, certainly would be tempting to pack it in here and just hang fields up for the season and say, hey, we're going to – try to get the best draft pick we can, uh, but they're still trying them out there. What's your take on from a front office perspective on that? Well, I, I think they're trying to get – they're trying to learn more about them, right? They're trying to set themselves up for next year so that they know exactly what they have. I mean, they've this has been an ongoing search for Justin Fields in the sense that who is he as a quarterback? Who is he as a player, right? Is he a West Coast? Is he a play-action pass? Is he a Kyle Shanahan guy? What is he? And now we know. He's a he's a six-back offense guy. So if you're Ryan, you know, if you're the general manager there uh, of, of the – Ryan Poles, I was going to say Ryan Pace. He was the one before. They just like Ryans. But anyway, if you're Ryan, you kind of know what kind of team you have to build. you got to rebuild these offensive and defensive lines. And so – you got nowhere to go with Fields because you got three more years of a contract. So you might as well go down this six-back road and see if he gets better at it. And every game you can get him to play, I think it helps you in that area. I really do. How are they betting the Commanders hosting the Giants there, TG? So Commanders are now four-and-a-half-point favorites, and the totals at 40-and-a-half. A uh, little bit more Giants money here at the moment, but this game got uh, flexed into the, the primetime slot, obviously, with uh, the playoff implications uh, that come with this. And two teams tied just two weeks ago at the Meadowlands. Uh, but, I mean, let's face it, they, they've been heading in opposite directions for weeks now. You know, Giants started off 6-1. and one, uh, And obviously we thought, hey, a lot of this could be smoke and mirrors. They, they weren't really that good. Um, but... Uh, you know, Washington has, has come on, and it's really been since the, the Wentz injury. Taylor Heineke in, has five wins and seven starts. He's 5-1-1, one, and one. Uh, and obviously they're coming off their bye week, so they face the, the Giants now, and that, that's all they've really had to prepare for here. Basically the last month is the New York Giants. So um, certainly I think it's uh, 
a good line here, four and a half for the commanders, but we, we are seeing some Giants money. But again, locally, we're prone to see that. Yeah, I, I mean, this is to me, don't you think this is the Giants' last stand here? This is either now or never, right? I mean, yeah. you know, if they continue to trend downward, which obviously they have been, I mean, where, where do they get it back? I mean, how do they get it going? And, you know, they, they, they got Barkley healthy. Anyway, Jones, you know, didn't throw very many incomplete passes against them. So, you know, he, they, they know they can execute their offense a little bit against the Washington and hope the pass rush. But, like, you know, they got they got to go to Minnesota next week. They got to, they got Indy at home, which, look, every game on their schedule is going to be hard. They're the Giants. So, and the Eagle game, they're going to win that. I mean, they're going to win that. They'll be favored in that game because it'll be the last game of yep. the year and Philly's not going to play anybody. Right, right, exactly. Who are they betting with the Raiders hosting the Patriots there at the Borgata? So this is this is an interesting game. We opened this pick, and the Raiders are now up to two and a half point favorites. Uh, some sharper money has come in on uh, Vegas, and particularly in the first half, uh, just took a fifty thousand dollar wager on on Vegas for the first half. Uh, but um, obviously, two coaches that are uh, very knowledgeable of one another and. Daniels being under Belichick's uh, tutelage for a long time there. So uh, I think this is going to be one of the more fascinating games to watch um, this week. And again, we, you know, we talked a little bit about it Monday with the Patriots. I mean, this is kind of do or die time here for the Patriots. They, the door was uh, cracked open for them to get into the playoffs. Now, now they just have to kind of push their way through. Yeah. I mean, this is a big. I mean, this is it, right? I mean, this is. I think the one thing that makes December football so great is you, there's really you. You're on. You have. This is like there are a lot of custard last day game. Either you do it or you don't. Like the Bengals Tampa game, Thomas. Like the Bengals have the door is wide open for them. Like it's wide open. Baltimore just lost two games in a row, and you're playing your best football. You can't lose to Tampa, who's not playing good. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a team there where uh, Tampa is struggling so much, and the Bengals have been rounding in the form, and really, I think, are now kind of looking at, you know, like last year, they're, they're a Super Bowl contender once again. Okay, so three college basketball plays from Thomas Gable today. Michael, I'm going to give you a marquee matchup, and then you got to go mm-hmm. to vsun.com slash subscribe to get the other two plays. We send the plays out every single day. Here's a marquee matchup. Merrimack at Bucknell. Uh, you've got Bucknell. <laughs> so we're going deep. Whoever's watching Merrimack and Bucknell today must really hate the NFL. Anywho, it's Bucknell lane seven and a half TG. So thank you for that. And then two more over at VEASAN.com. Enjoy the day, Thomas. Thank you. Thanks, right, TG. <laughs> Merrimack and Bucknell. Have fun. We're back. We're going to run the board. Michael Lombardi's official plays for week 15. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is absolute bedlam in Qatar as Mbappe ties it up for France in the 81st minute. 2 2 Argentina, France. Right now, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, has unleashed the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits. Also, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert those points into dining shows, hotel rooms. It's all there. Visit BetMGM.com for the best loyalty program in the game. You've got to be 21 years or older. If you have a problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Lunacy. Unbelievable action right now in Qatar. Mbappe a PK, and then a true goal. So he takes over the golden boot, and France ties it up late against Argentina 2-2. We're in the 83rd minute. We shall see. See, take what, a look what there. What's happening? Tell me, Patrick. Give me a little. Give me a little. So, what happened? I mean, it was so two it was to two nothing, nothing. And now we were talking about football, and all of a sudden, now, what happened? I'll, I'll make this brief. It was two nothing, and Argentina did what soccer fans called park the bus. They go to a defensive-minded okay. setup. They substitute guys okay. that are more defensive-minded, okay? France got a PK, which is a penalty kick. Mbappe, maybe the best player in the world right now, steps up, converts. And then about a minute and a half later, Michael Lombardi, another goal from Mbappe. So he goes up 7-6 over Messi as far as the most goals scored for the Golden Boot. And now France has tied it up. Remember, France won the World Cup four years ago. So some championship medal there as they were down 2-0 late in this one, and now it's 2-2 in the 84th minute. Wow. Impressive, huh? Very, very impressive. I mean, it's, is it's... Jeff Saturday coaching Argentina? I just wonder if they're you know, <laughs> blowing the lead over there or what? 
<laughs> See, is. I think that's a great point you made, though. I think it's worth a conversation because, you know, when you what I said earlier about when they blow that lead, you don't go into a a defensive mindset. But what you have to understand is the clock is more your opponent when you're up thirty-three to nothing or thirty-six to seven. The clock is your opponent. And so you have to work on the clock, and you also have to get first downs, which the, the Colts didn't do. They got six in the sec- they got six first downs in the second half. They needed twelve. If you were coming for the Jeff Saturday World Cup corollary from Michael Lombardi, you just got it. Okay, let's yeah. run the let's let's run the board. You got three official plays as well. So if you're ready to go, let's do this. Uh, okay, we're gonna start here. I'm sorry, my screen is just loading up here, Michael Lombardi. I'm going to get it going here. Let's start with, eh, I have to pass on the uh, first one because that's an official play. Giants at Washington. Washington's laying four and a half. You know, Russo took this as his first pick. I really like, I I would have put this in my pick, uh, but I hate taking Russo's pick as my own picks because then I have to root for Russo and I hate doing that completely. So, but I like the Giants here a lot. I think four and a half is way too much. I think it's a field goal game. I don't think Washington, even Washington fans would admit that Washington does nothing to lend you to believe that they're going to run away from any team. I mean, just look at all their scores. Just look at the scores that they've had. I mean, they're just never going to run away from anybody, and they're always playing close games. They're always down to the wire. You know, it's 18-17. They beat the Colts 17-16, 20-17. I mean, they beat Philly was the only team they ran away from in Houston, but Atlanta 19-13, you know, 20-20, 12-7 against the Bears, 23-21 against the Packers. I think it's a, I think four and a half is too much. Next one up, Atlanta, New Orleans. I know you know something about this matchup. New Orleans is yeah. This is a huge four. This is a huge sharp play. Thomas was very was very you know he's got liability in his shop on on New Orleans. A lot of strong players have really backed it, which is different than what we're hearing on the Tampa. And we're different than we're hearing on, you know, the, the, the Sharps are moving the Raider number. You know, I think that's a combination. This is a game where there's a lot of people, there's a, a huge conglomerate in Europe that is moving this number. And it's gone from three and a half up to five now. There's five somewhere out there with New Orleans. I think that's way too much. I liked Atlanta early in the week. I really did because I had this line as a 2.94 line. I lean Atlanta if you're giving me five. Okay, Kansas City's at Houston. We mentioned the hook is there as Kansas City's lane 14 and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, Kansas City doesn't beat anybody. By, even on the road, they don't beat anybody by 14 and a half. But I think this is going to be a little bit of a different game. Kansas City's going to play their best. They have to continue to grow. Buffalo, they saw Buffalo with some liability. I mean, Buffalo didn't look like a Super Bowl contender last night, especially defensively. So my sense of this is, is I would take Kansas City and lay the points. Okay, let's go quick on the leans because I want to have plenty of time for your official plays. Philly at Chicago. Philly's lane eight and a half. I love Philly here. I took Philly in the Russo contest. I like him. I think Philly will play well. I don't think Philly will mess it up. I think Philly will continue to play well. I think Philly will move the ball on a bad Bears defense. I think they'll control the pace of the game, and they'll make the Bears play from behind. Pardon me. That is an official play from Michael. Not a lean. Philadelphia lane the eight and a half. Pittsburgh is at Carolina. Carolina's lane two and a half. Well, again, I, I you know I have vested interest in Carolina here. I, I 
I, I worry about the Mike Tomlin factor. I think his team will play well today. I think it'll be a close game. I would take Pittsburgh on the road and lay the po- and get the points because Pittsburgh, even though they're not playing well, you know, Carolina's going to just try to run the ball, keep the game close. It'll be a very tight game. That three's significant. Dallas is lane four at Jacksonville. I like Dallas here. I, I just call me crazy. I like Dallas. I think Dallas will throw the ball effectively. I don't think Jacksonville's good on defense. And if they don't have Walker rushing, it's just Allen. They're going to put Travion Teron Smith over at right tackle so they keep their line in check. That he comes back. If Dak protects the ball, I think Dallas wins by a touchdown. Arizona at Denver. Denver is laying a point and a half. I lean Denver because of Colt McCoy's better than Brett Rippon. Okay, fair enough. Good enough cap for me. Tennessee's at the Chargers. Again, I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee okay. a lot. You can I like Tennessee. Three. I almost made him a. I almost made him official play. I'll take Vrabel on the road. I think he'll run the football. I think he'll control the pace of the game. I think the Chargers will throw it, but I also think Herbert's got to stay protected. This rush can get to him. Next up, New England at Vegas. Vegas is lane two. <laughs> I'm going to take <laughs> as much as I, I'll take Vegas just because I, I have to stay with, with my heart. I think Vegas will move the ball. I think New England will move the ball. I think with Waller and Renfro back, it'll be a harder matchup for New England. New England doesn't have any of their running backs, and they're going to have to throw the football effectively. Okay, official plays now. We back up. Detroit is at the Jets, and Detroit is catching a point and a half. I mean, I like Detroit today. I think Detroit will play well. I don't think it's going to be overly cold for for Detroit. I think their skill players are really good. I think the offensive line has been the strength of their team. Uh, I do think that 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 they'll struggle at times to stop the Jets. But I think that they've been able to improve themselves defensively. They've played more nickel. They've been able to create turnovers with their defense. I think it's a close game. I'll take Detroit. Okay. Another official play, three three twenty seven rotation. Cincinnati's at Tampa, and Cincinnati's lane three and a half. I'm not buying the the. I mean, look, I love Brady to death, and I think he, you know he'll play well. But I think Cincinnati has a lot to play for today too. I don't think you can dismiss that. I don't think this is. I don't think football teams just put the key in the ignition and all of a sudden become great. I think it takes a little bit of time to get it going, and all the numbers say that Tampa isn't getting anywhere. I mean, the last time they won down with New Orleans, they're down sixteen to three, and if Mark Ingram stays in bounds, they've lost that game too. Think about that, Patrick. Uh, and we said it last week. You know they they were they were a three and a half point dog out there to San Francisco, and I didn't think that line was right. I have this as a five point seven line. Tampa doesn't really their their strength is they don't have a strength. That's the answer. And as good as Brady is, he can't carry the team. Do I think they'll move the ball? Yeah, but I think the second half is when Cincinnati plays their best defense, and I think they'll take the game over. So again, the official plays the Lions catching one and a half right now Cincinnati laying three and a half and then I stepped on you a bit so we can go back to it the Eagles laying eight and a half at Chicago cold you're not worried about a look ahead spot they're dialed in the Eagles right now No, I I could just tell by the Eagles that they're they're focused and look the the, the one thing about the Eagles is they have to run their offense to be effective like they're not, you know, they have to run the six-back attack, and they've got to protect the football. There's a certain way they have to play, and when their defense plays with aggressiveness, and they're going to go against a team that mirrors themselves. I mean, they got to stop Fields from running. If they get the lead and make Fields play quarterback, I think it becomes a harder game for Chicago to stay close in. Okay, Michael, you got a minute here. I'm going to let you run with it. It's going to be cold. Some new faces at quarterback. We're kind of in that playoff push, or we're directly in that playoff push, I should say. Yeah. What are you looking for today? 
Well, I, I think what we're looking for is the teams that have been playing well, are they going to continue to play well, right? Are the Chargers going to continue to play well? You know, they, they won last week. Is Cincy going to continue to play well? Is Tennessee going to turn their season around? Was last week Dallas, the way they played, was that kind of more uh, of just a look ahead? I think it was. I think they've got their attention back. I think when you see Kansas City sees Buffalo, I don't think Buffalo looked like a legitimate Super Bowl contender, dominating team. I think New Orleans has got to get their season going a little bit here. You know, I think and it's the perfect time to do it against a rookie quarterback, and especially now New Orleans has more guys healthy, and I'm looking forward to the night game tonight with the Washington Commanders against the Giants. I think that'll be a fun game to watch because it's the Giants' season. The games where it's Custer's last stand are the best ones to watch. Enjoy the games, Michael, and stay warm. Countdown to kickoff with Brent Musburger is coming up next. I'll see you tomorrow morning, Michael Lombardi. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. Okay, enjoy the games. Enjoy Brent Musburger coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.